God bless everybody. Thank you all for tuning in. You're now tuning into my podcast. I'm the host, Seriously Focused Johnny, SF Johnny. I hope everybody had a beautiful weekend. You were tuned into Difficult People Chronicles. And um, today's episode is called When the Light Shifts. When the light shifts, there's darkness. But the question is, for how long? Someone once said, everything is in God's hands. God is light. Some people that are evil-spirited that continue to do evil to other people like it's something that they fascinated with and they love they need to be left in their darkness let me tell you what happens when a person of lightness leaves a person that is dark spirited have that dark cloud hovering over them is in darkness but because this person around them of lightness is next to them They get to benefit off of the light. (laughs) You have two people, Chris and Carla. I'm going to go into a story, but uh, I have changed a lot of things for legal reasons. Most of the stuff is true. There was a guy named Chris who pretended to be a friend to Carla. They grew up together, same neighborhood. Uh, Families knew each other. Chris came from... A single parent household Carla came from she had a mother and father loving mother and father who was active in the community and her parents was always the ones to reach out and help other families in need anyway Chris and Carla they hung out many times as they got older and had fun together so Carla thought Carla will always tell her friends about Chris, who is like family to her, her brother, and the fun times they had, whereas on the other flip side of things, Chris had a different story to tell. He would always paint pictures of negativity and had, you know, just not so good stuff to say about Carla. For him, he was just in position to use her and abuse her kindness. He often laughed behind her back at her downfalls, like if something happened to her, maybe she got into a fight or was cheated on by her ex. But in front of her face, he called her his best friend. She said the same, even though she was always the last person to know stuff. His wins, his surprises, his, you know, different things in his life that she thought she should know because she was his friend. He would always, Chris, would always tell the streets about the things going on in his life instead of telling her. And he did this out of what she didn't see as jealousy. Since kids, Chris hated the fact that she came from a loving family. She had brothers who were down to earth and cool and loved her dearly. The the mother and father instilled the drive to thrive for better in life so Carla was very ambitious and she was known as a good girl but Chris tried to paint a different picture about her to you know their surrounding friends at school and in the streets that was the side she did not see she did not see the side of him mumbling behind her back side eyeing her uh, what I call quiet sarcasm. That's when a person's lips is moving and they saying the most craziest things behind a person's back. And then when you say, huh, they say something different or you really can't hear what they saying to begin with. 
Mm-hmm. Quite sarcasm. A lot of times because of the things he would do where he wouldn't tell her about it, but he told the streets they would argue and fight. But eventually they'll be friends again. But the blow that hit her in her chest was when he failed to tell her he had a son and he was getting married. She thought that he should have shared that with her because they're family and it was a happy moment. He was the happiest man alive at that time and she, Carla, couldn't understand what the happiness was about. And this was before she found out until one of his friends came around the corner and congratulated him on his baby boy and the fact he was getting married. And she yelled out, why am I the last to know again? To top it off, his wedding was a week away. He, Chris, told Carla that he didn't, he intended to tell her, but he didn't. Chris was the same man who, when he didn't have a place to stay, her parents let him sleep in their basement apartment. The same man that when they were kids, two or three, and his mother was in rehab for a drug addiction, he stayed at her house and her family treated him like their son and she treated him like another brother. In his eyes, he loved to compete against her, talk about her, trash her name. He was, Chris, was the shoulder she cried on when her ex cheated. My question to you all is, him giving her a shoulder to cry on, was it to cry on or was it so he could laugh in her ear? She often felt that she should stop being around him because the nature of their relationship was strange. He didn't feel like a friend or family. But she couldn't because she saw him as family. Well, the day he got married, he gave her a list of things to do. (laughs) I call them tasks. (laughs) And she did them with open arms. Got the guests seated, made sure everything was organized, the arrangements, everything. But at the wedding, he treated her like a waiter, not family not a best friend and she expressed that she understood that she could no longer be a best friend to him because he was getting married to his wife which was understandable to her but he still wasn't treating her good he was treating her not even like family I mean she helped decorate got the flowers together got the guests seated made sure everything was organized spoke to the the chef and everything and When his soon-to-be wife met her, Carla, she was confused why he never bring her up before and why she was just now meeting her. But she took her in with open arms as family. She enjoyed Carla's company. They laughed and everything. But Chris, on the other hand, was another story. During his speech to his wife, he told a personal story about Carla's failed relationship her dead end life as he saw it and ended with a statement that said thank god that is not me i would hate to be in her position upset pissed and angry carla cried and she ran out of the wedding reception that was the day she never looked back 
Chris got a kick out of what he he did and said. But his wife, her family, and her personal friends did not think that what he did was funny at all. Once his childhood friend left, the light shifted. His friends on the block, they never were really his friends. They didn't like him. They didn't like his personality, his character. They pretended. And they didn't like the fact of how he treated Carla. So once that happened at his wedding, they started brushing him off and treated him funny. His behavior got worse. In a matter of months, he started yelling and cursing because he felt like he had a streak of bad luck. What his wife didn't know is that that is who he was all along. He lost his job and was hanging out at the strip club and the bars instead of helping out around the house and looking for a job. His wife got fed up and her family talked her into leaving because his attitude was rude and abusive, meaning he was verbally abusive, but he was about to be physical. That's what they felt. His wife got their marriage annulled. She moved out of state and took their son because she felt that he was going to be a bad influence on their son. Then one day he was, he was really down feeling really bad and down on his luck and he remembered his childhood friend he picked up the phone with the intent to go back to the way things used to be he picked up the phone to call Carla but the automated message said I'm sorry the caller you have reached is not accepting your call goodbye Some of us are disallowing God to do his work. How, you ask? Well, God may want to deal with the culprit, but he doesn't want to hurt his child. There are instances when, you know, God will say leave. And if you stick around, you're going to feel the wrath. and, and, And I'm only speaking from experience. Like there was a situation where there was a guy doing something to me and God said leave. And God said, leave twice. And I still stuck around because I didn't know who was that talking to me. But when I stuck around, yeah, God was dealing with him. (laughs) And I was was feeling the wrath. And once I left, I was in a good position. A lot of us is standing in the way. There's going to be situations where God doesn't want to hurt you. But being (laughs) hard-headed, you're going to feel his wrath too because you're in the way. You are giving the culprit the light. And some of you all have been standing in the way for many years. Some feel, why is my life not changing? And it's because you're standing in the way. Some stick around to see what is going to happen to the culprit. Some stay because they feel that the person or the group of people will change. Some, some stay for their own reasons of the flesh and not of the spirit. Meaning that God is talking to some of you all and saying leave and y'all not listening. Y'all doing what y'all want to do. If God says leave and you decide to stay, there's repercussions. My question to you all is, why are you allowing someone to have your light? Why are you allowing someone to be in position to be a part of your energy? Meaning God is giving you a light. Let them go to God and ask for forgiveness and ask God to shed light on their life. Because some of these people are doing so much. And, and it's almost like 
not almost it is it's like when a person is doing dirt and evil to so many people and a person stands in the way and allow them to be protected mm-hmm. being protected would be that that person has the light and because they are there that person is protected and a lot of these evil people know that a lot of these evil people know that and I'm not talking about those who are going to God and saying, God, is it time for me to leave? God, is it time for me to do this? God, and God is not answering you yet. Then maybe nine times out of ten, it's not your time to leave. But there are some people out there where God is talking to you. And I'm only telling you all this based off of my experience. There are times when <clears throat> God said leave and I was just like, is that God talking to me? <laughs> And then when the wrath came down, it was just like, oh, yeah, he was talking to me. Let me go. Mm-hmm. And that part, that person felt what it was once you left. And this could be in any area. It could be your job. You supplying the light over them evil people in the job. They continue to do evil to you. Continue. Where sometimes you feel like they trying to get you fired. It could be in a relationship. Where you got with a person and you, you questioning some things. Yeah, you hear the statement where people say, oh, marriage, five years, it's going to be rough and all this other stuff. But the roughness that you're going through, is it really? <laughs> does, it, does that whole statement apply? Because this person act like they never wanted to be with you. This person giving you so much hell, it's making you question, why did you marry the person? Was you stuck in your ego? Did you get married because of your flesh and not because of God wanting y'all two to get married? And the way the person is treating you is feel like you in hell. The only reason why God is not dealing with that person is because you're the light. It could be in a situation where it's a friendship. You friends to the person that seems like they the devil and they continue to do you dirty. But y'all been friends for so long, it's just like you don't know how to break loose. It could be even in family. You going around this person and you feel like we are siblings, but at the same token, that person don't treat you like a sibling. They acting like a, a, a distant cousin that live all the way on the other side of the world. Overseas somewhere that you never met and speak a whole nother language. That's what they acting like. But they continue to treat you wrong when the light shifts if you need to know if you want to know if that person needs to be in your life go to God in prayer pray and fast so you can hear God give you the message and if God doesn't say anything then maybe it's not your time to go but I'm talking about those who God is talking to learn to stop being the light in the wrong people's life Because some of them people was just straight evil from the beginning. And you brought the light to them. And you could tell because their attitude was just straight evil or they were doing some things. And what I didn't tell you all in that story that I forgot to tell you all. Chris was doing evil to Carla when she walked away from him. But whatever he tried to do to her bounced off of her. Because that was God. Yeah. So if you need an accountability, uh, if you need an accountability partner for praying and fasting and hit me up, go to my email. If there's some things you want to get off your chest, sign up for a session. Go to my website, seriouslyfocusedjohnny.com for suggested topics. Email me.
Check me out on YouTube, like, subscribe, click the notification, check out my store, check out the downloadable document, all the links is underneath. Love me more, love you more. Have a blessed one.